At this time, each and every Erev, Shabbos, and Yom Tov, we turn to Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Mayor. Good Erev, Yom Tov, everybody. As we are about to embark on the last two days of the Yom Tov of Pesach, Shvi and Achron Shel Pesach, I want to remind everybody that today we are to make an Eruv Tavshilin by designating a cooked food and a piece of matzah and putting it aside over which we recite a bracha al mitzvah's Eruv this afternoon and we are basically saying that our preparation for Shabbos cooking has begun and this enables us to continue our cooking on Friday tomorrow the first day of Yom Tov for Shabbos because it's important to understand on Yom Tov you can cook for Yom Tov you can't cook on Yom Tov for the next day so in order for us to cook this Friday Yom Tov for Shabbos we make the Erev Tavshilin ideally the Erev Tavshilin could and should be eaten for Shalosh Seudos this Shabbos afternoon when we when women light candles this afternoon and when Kiddush is recited tonight, there is no Shehechiyanu recited for the Yom Tov of Shvi and Achron Shel Pesach. Emir Hashem, on Shabbos, we are going to read the Megillah for the holiday of Pesach which is that of Shir Hashirim. A, it's a love story between God and the Jewish people, which began with Itzias Mitzrayim. In addition, the time in which the setting for Shir Hashirim is the spring, the setting of the holiday of Pesach. And specifically, if you'll take a look at the ninth verse of the first chapter says Shlomo HaMelech L'Susasi Berichve Paro literally to a horse in the chariots of Paro Dimisich do I compare you Rayasi my beloved what's going on here so the rabbis say the following that ordinarily understandably when I have a horse and a rider who is in control the rider tells the horse where and how to go at Kriyas Yamsuf the rider tried to pull back and the horse literally pulled the rider into the sea fulfilling the will of God and therefore says literally 
Hashem his, to His beloved, the Jewish people, that just as the horse was leading the rider, so too do you, the Jewish people, have the capacity to lead Hashem. Now what does that mean? It means when we act in a positive way, wow, we lead Hashem in a very positive way towards us. And I don't want to say the converse. A very powerful idea. A reminder to all that this Shabbos we recite Yizkor, an opportunity for not simply remembering those who brought us to this Yom Tov in the sense of our traditions, but giving us an opportunity to give and pledge for Tzedakah in their merit. And finally, just to remind everyone that this Motsoi Shabbos, when the Yom Tov is over, A, if you designated your local Rav to be your agent to sell your Chameitz, give him an appropriate amount of time to renegotiate with the non-Jew after Pesach, and a reminder, one has to be careful where they purchase chametz after Pesach to make sure that there is, you're not in violation of chametz she'avar olav ha-Pesach, chametz that was not properly disposed of before Pesach. And once again, please consult your local Orthodox Rabbi for guidance in this matter. The Kriyas HaTorah for Achron Shel Pesach this coming Shabbos is the parsha of the Moadim found in Parshas Re'eh in the book of Dvarim. In the last verse speaking about Pesach this is chapter 16 Pasuk 8 the Torah teaches on the seventh day, it shall be an assembly, an atzeres, to Hashem your God. You shall not perform labor. Now, interestingly, the Torah does not provide us with a reason for this day, the seventh day of Pesach, being designated as a Yom Tov. Rav Hirsch Zatzal, in his commentary, understands the term atzeres, which means literally a gathering, as a gathering together of ideas and a type of recapitulation of the lessons and concepts that the Yom Tov provided for us. The Sforno, however, in his commentary, understands this day as a commemoration of the Shira, the song that the Jewish nation sang upon its deliverance. And thus, according to the Sforno, this day was consecrated as a Yom Tov. And so, the very character of Shvi, and therefore for us, Achron Shal Pesach, 
may be defined by the Shira. The Yom Tov of Pesach is permeated with Akaras HaTov, thanksgiving and recognition of the kindnesses that Hashem performed on our behalf. The Seder is complete with Akaras HaTov. We fulfill the mitzvah of Sipor Yetzias Mitzrayim by citing and explaining the four verses from the declaration of thanksgiving that the Jewish farmer recited upon bringing his first fruits to the Beis HaMikdash. Interestingly, our meal at the Seder is eaten between the first two paragraphs of Hallel and its conclusion to demonstrate that the meal itself is one of Su'udas Hodoya, a meal of thanksgiving. Indeed, there are many lessons of Hakoras Hatov that emerge from the Psukim in Pashas, Shmos, and Vo'era. For example, Moshe is told not to strike neither the water to bring about the plagues of blood and frogs, nor the earth to bring about the plague of Kenan, the lice. Why? Because Moshe retained the important lesson of gratitude all his life to the water that saved him, to the earth that allowed him to bury the Egyptian that he killed. Even Moshe is showing Akoras Hatov to the inanimate. And even prior to the Makos, when Moshe finally agrees to assume the mantle of leadership to be the emissary of Hashem to Pharaoh and the Jewish people, prior to his going to Egypt, Moshe asks permission of his father-in-law, though Moshe is, quote, a grown man. He's almost 80 years old. Though this is going to delay his mission, why does he ask for permission? Because Yisro afforded Moshe hospitality. And Moshe had to show Hatov. Moreover, Hakoras Hatov is even extended to the dogs, as we find in Parshas Mishpatim, chapter 22, Pasuk 30, in appreciation of their having remained silent from barking on the night of Makas Pachoros, thereby creating a greater distinction between the crying and wailing in the Egyptian communities and the total silence in the Jewish sector. Hakoras Hatov is such a crucial identification as a sign of human decency that the Torah singles out and prohibits the Jewish nation from marrying with Ammon and Moab for all times, as these two nations did not reciprocate and extend hospitality, not even bread and water, to the fledgling Jewish nation upon its leaving Egypt. After all, our grandfather Avraham saved their grandfather Lot, and they did not return the kindness. Note, however, 
points out Reb Chaim Friedlander Zatzal in his Sipsei Chaim, Volume 2, the Jewish people were being nourished miraculously by the Mun and the Be'er of Miriam. It's not that we needed their refreshments. They needed to extend basic goodness and kindness and show appreciation. And because they did not, we were prohibited from allowing them to marry into the Jewish people. Moreover, in the process of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Hashem, who's not only our liberator, but our loving father and teacher, highlights in Peregud Gimel, Pasuk Dalid, in Shmos, Hayom Atem Yotzim B'chodesh Aviv. Today you are leaving in the springtime. And Rashi explains that Hashem was not simply telling them the time, but He was showing them, see the kindness that Hashem bestowed upon you, taking you out in the most comfortable of seasons, not too hot, not too cold, nor rainy. Having given this as background, I believe that Shvi Shal Pesach, with the singing of Shira, brings us to a newer, higher pinnacle of Akara Satov. If I were to ask anyone, what is the essence of the Shira, and ask people at your table tonight, discuss the many miracles at your table tonight, that Hashem provided for the Jewish people. Did He have to provide us with fresh water, not salt water, as we went through? Did He have to provide us with fruit trees as we went through? But listen carefully. If I were to ask anyone, what is the essence of the Shira? What are we saying thank you to for Hashem? What are we singing? I know what I would have said. I would have said that we're saying thank you to Hashem for saving us from the danger of the Egyptians who were running after us to either kill us or return us to Egypt for, for, for further bondage. However, teaches the Beis HaLevi in Parshas Bishalach, upon careful examination, that basic idea, and you're right, is found in the very last Pasuk of the Shira, chapter 15 in Shmos, Pasuk 19, where it says, Kiva. Says Paro, when Paro's horse came with his chariots and horsemen into the sea, and Hashem turned back the waters of the sea upon them. And the children of Israel walked in the dry land amid the sea. But now I ask you, what are the prior 18 psukim? What are they all about? And the answer is, they are extolling Hashem as the incredible warrior who with such precision is able to simultaneously punish each Egyptian in accordance with the level of punishment they deserved. See the Rashi on the Shira, chapter 15, Pasuk 5. The Akoras Hatov of the Shira is understood by the Beis HaLevi as one of thanksgiving to Hashem. Here it comes for allowing and using B'nai Yisrael as the vehicle for whom a magnificent Kiddush Hashem occurred. Hashem changed the natural, the natural order 
He transformed water into dry land on behalf of Bnei Yisrael. We were the ones that through us a great Kiddush Hashem occurred. And that's what we're saying, Shira. Thank you to Hashem. The entire world without the benefit of CNN knew of the miraculous splitting of the Red Sea. Rachav, in the book of Yoshua, chapter 2, Pesach 10, tells the spies that Yoshua sent how, quote, we have heard how Hashem dried up the water of the Sea of Reeds. This is even a higher, more profound form of Akorasatov. It's not thanksgiving only for a physical deliverance, but rather spiritually elevating former slaves to participate in bringing about honor and splendor to the king. Yitzias Mitzrayim connotes not only our transformation from slaves to free men, but from slaves to aristocracy. And when did this occur, this aristocracy? I believe this very special designation came about at Kriyas Yamsov. Finally, on the Pasuk, in Shmos, Yudbeis, Memdalid, Leo Shimurim, Hulashem, this is the night of Hashem's guardings. The Sfurno explains that as Hashem anticipated anxiously the night of redemption in Egypt, so too He anxiously yearns for our freedom in the future. Moreover, the Navi Micha prophesizes that as Hashem showed wonders to the Jewish nation upon our deliverance from Egypt, so will He in the future. And our tefillah therefore has to be that as we enter the last days of this holiday, is that once again, may Hashem redeem us and use us, His children, as the vehicle of educating the entire world of His existence and His magnificence. Wishing everybody a very special, enjoyable Yom Tov, a good Yom Tov to all, with the appreciation of how we were privileged in the past, and may we be, in the future, Hashem's vehicle for Kiddush Hashem. Yom Tov and Shabbat Shalom to all.